Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, Entrepreneur Junkies? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Atkinson, the Podcast Junkie. And today, I have an amazing guest lined up for you. My guest today is a software consultant for a Fortune 200 company. He's had success and failure in multiple side businesses. And he's also the host of the More Than Conquerors Podcast, which is a top 200 podcast. I'm absolutely over the moon to invite my guest today. And I'm really interested to dig into his success with the podcast. He kind of came out of the woodwork and instantly got right up there in the charts. Uh, my guest today is Will Burke. What's going on, Will? Jamie, thanks for having me on, man. Grateful to be here. Dude, I'm super excited to talk to you today. We've been kind of connecting inside our Facebook community because you're inside the Podcasting 101 group. And I'm really excited to talk to you because you're kind of like a new person that came into our community just a couple of weeks ago. But we've been listening to your podcast and um, there's a lot of stuff that I really kind of resonate with inside that show. And I really want to dig into you know, the purpose behind it and your vision and, and also how you had such a success, uh, such a successful launch. Uh, but before we get into that, you know, I just want to give you an opportunity to um, kind of share a little bit of your story so my audience can get to know you a little better. So I'd love to know about kind of how you got started on this whole journey. Yeah, well, um, a lot of it started after I graduated uh, from Oral Roberts University in 2010. I moved I moved back from Oklahoma to Tampa Florida and I couldn't find a job I was like you know I was like what do I do you know I mean it's kind of like the classic story the college student he thinks he's gonna make 60k a year out of college and then he just reality hits him in the face um so I ended up taking a job at my parents church very humbling experience for me and while I was kind of there, and it was originally designed to be kind of like a placeholder job where I, you know, just kind of made money to pay my loans and just, you know, just kind of live with my parents and just really until I figured some things out. While I was there and, you know, submitting applications, I ended up coming across some like YouTube videos on coding. And I discovered like, wow, I'm actually like not that bad at this stuff. So began looking into it. One thing leads to another and I'm signing up for a um, coding bootcamp with a company called block.io out of San Francisco. So I studied with them for a year and a half. And shortly after that, 
I landed a couple of uh, like website building clients and I was just kind of off to the races as like, you know, a software freelancer, that sort of thing. And you know what, man, like, I wish I could have this crazy story about how I ended up landing a consulting job with a fortune 200 company, but it ended up being, I went to this like a Bible study at a church that I at the time didn't even go to. I just needed like a, like a young adults Bible study to go to. And the leader of the Bible study happened to work for the company that would end up hiring me and, you know, found out what I did. I found out what he did. And, you know, one thing led to another. He's like, Hey, we have this, you know, project that we need help on. Is this something you could help us with? And I'm like, dude, that's like right up my alley. I can draw you something up. One thing led to another. And, you know, here it is today. It's one of my best clients. Um, It's a fantastic relationship because I know the project manager, we're good friends. So it, it really was a, uh, was a God thing for sure. And, um, it's really been, it's just been a fantastic experience. And anybody that has, I would say the stomach and the patience to learn web development, it's absolutely worth the, worth the pain. I think it's interesting though, because you talk about patience, but you're not that old, right? Will? so how old are you right now? I am 27. Okay. So 27, you obviously went to college as well. So you came out of college, not knowing anything about that. And in the space of less than five years, you're kind of fully versed in this whole thing, which is less time than most people spend in college. Right. So, you know, it's funny because that isn't a long time really in the grand, you know, grand scheme of things. Right. But for most people in the online space, like right now, five years learning a skill set would feel like an absolute eternity. Everybody wants this kind of fast action win, right? It's literally something that I get so frustrated with, you know, like um, people that are like, they think that they can just like pick up like a GoDaddy website, drag and drop builder, and they can like, not to sound arrogant, but that they can just compete with me, somebody who's spent years learning and developing my craft. And it's just like, it doesn't work like that. You know I mean? It, when you want something and you like something enough, you're going to invest the time in it. And part of the, my success that I do um, attribute to is the church that I work for. I got to practice a lot there. Um, you know, they needed a website redesign. I, uh, sister or not a sister church a a sister organization if you will in Canada they needed some work done and so I really was able to cut my teeth like with real world projects while I was like kind of uh, finishing up school so that when I was ready to talk to real business owners it wasn't so bad one of the things that uh, I kind of like to talk about on this show is, and, and, and you'll probably notice this as we dig into these questions, Will, <laughs> but I would love to talk about like the reality of, of what you are feeling and the ups mm. as well as the downs, because, you know, certainly in my life, I've experienced that entrepreneurship is as much of a roller coaster as anything I've experienced. So when you came out of college and you were struggling to find that job and, and you sort of fell into coding and web development, what was that what was that process like and what did it look like because i know you said you had the temporary job at your parents church but was there an element of frustration there did you feel oh. like you were on the right path like what what was your feelings in those moments i literally felt like it was like i'm i'm so glad you asked that question because it's easy as i'm hearing myself talk to think that i've just, it's just been roses and butterflies you know 
I probably, that year and a half was one of the most difficult years of my life. Um, it was like, you know, wake up, go to work for like eight hours a day, come home and then code for eight hours, go to sleep, rinse, wash, repeat for like a year and a half. Um, and I mean, you start like, you don't, you don't see people, you don't interact with other people. I was just like in the library or at a, um, uh, in like a study group at a local university. Um, and it was, it was hard. And, you know, you fight thoughts of depression, you fight, fight thoughts of isolation. And it really, you have to really grit your teeth and really trust in yourself that you've made the right decision. And really you just have to be like, like, I'm, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to get through this. And uh, that's where I really have to give credit to my faith for helping me get through that. But it definitely isn't something that I would recommend somebody do unless they really like they wanted it and they knew that, that was something they were passionate about. So what was the thing that made you realize that, that coding was the thing that you were passionate about? Was it just the, an idea of what you wanted to be or? It was one of the last, so I went to school and my, my, my degree was actually in marketing and I like marketing. I like copywriting, like every, the creative side that comes with it one of the last classes I took was like a super basic, like HTML class. And I was just, it was like a random elective that just kind of got pushed to the back. And as I took it, I'm like, this, this is actually pretty cool. I wouldn't mind, you know, wish I had kind of gotten the chance to learn this a little more. And then I just kind of dabbled here and there. One thing led to another. And I just kind of really just kind of made the decision to go for it. Yeah. Just all in, right? only way to win is if you go all in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that saying. And, and talk to me, cause it sounds like, you know, I'm doing the math here and I'm saying eight hours working, eight hours coding and like eight hours sleeping. I think that's 24 hours in a day. So I mean, like I'm being a little facetious. I mean, I it's probably closer to around maybe like six hours coding. I was, um, but you get the idea. It was basically like having yeah. two jobs, two full-time so, jobs. So what happened to your personal life in that time? Cause you know, one of the things I find, especially with entrepreneurs is that the, the balance between your personal life and your personal needs to the business can often get skewed. And, and a lot of people love that because you know, when they're passionate about their business, it doesn't feel like work, but right. there is sometimes still a, an element that you're taking away from yourself where you do have to stop and realize like, wow, I need to set some time for myself. So can you talk to us a little bit about like what, what happened with your personal life in that time? Was it, was everything fine or did you struggle? Um, it, so I'm a very, it's so, I, I often like look at myself, like, why did I get into coding? Cause I'm a very extroverted person. I like being around people and I picked like one of those introverted uh, professions. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it, it, it's, that's probably was the most difficult part for me was really just having to like mentally shut yourself away because when you have, when you're building like, like one of your, one of the projects we went through is we had to build our own API. When you have to do something like that, like you can't just go out and get beers with your, your buddies on a Friday. You just have to like, no, I'm, 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 I'm sitting down the night. And for me, what really helped was um, the Bible study that I alluded to earlier was it really gave me not just, you know, spiritual encouragement but like it was that was like my social time for the week yeah i was going to ask what was the anchor that got you through and it sounds like mm -hmm. that was the thing that that kind of got you through all that 
It was. And what I think is also really important too, though, was I reached a point where I realized I have to, um, the saying, pay yourself first. Um, it wasn't in money, but it was just in time. And I was like, you know, like I'm, I'm not, I can't compromise my job because that's how I'm getting, where I'm getting paid. Um, but it's like, you know, if I have to maybe sleep a little less on the weekends or spend some more time on the weekends, like I have to, um, give myself at least one other day to be like with people, to be with my friends as a way to really just to mentally recover. Because I found that, you know, I would, I would be able to do, my work would have a higher quality when I was mentally rested and I was mentally refreshed from just being with people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important that, um, you know, hustling and grinding, you know, it's, it's great. And it sounds awesome when Gary Vee's hyping you up in the morning, but I think it's so important for people to realize like, you know, you're not a robot, you're a human being and you have, and you have to really take care of your body, not to mention like getting the right amount of sleep, eating healthy, working out, like all of those things are so important. Um, especially when you're starting a business or you have like going through like a, like a very intense program, like the one I went through. Yeah, I think that's true. And, and I think an element that, that I've certainly missed out on is as well as the health and the sleep and the fitness is also, you know, human connection. And, you know, recently I was just in a, uh, we were just staying in a place in Bali where we had another group of about eight couples around us. And what was great about that is that we did have that kind of connection, which we haven't had in a long time. And we were doing our best work, which was great and I kind of attribute it to kind of having all of our boxes ticked in terms of everything in our life that kind of helped that and um yeah I really encourage more entrepreneurs to take those moments to to really get the most out of that and I want to dig in a little bit more Will to some of the other stuff you're doing and also to find out what the vision is for the podcast because I love publishing I think it's such a great medium such a great way to build an audience and for people to really connect with you and, and to learn more about you as well so can you tell us a little bit because I know there's a couple other things you've done I was listening to your first episode of the podcast and you talked about one of the you know the failures that you had in business and and we love to talk about that stuff here on the show we yeah. don't sort of shy away from it so can you share a little bit about other things that you've tried and and kind of what the plan is and the vision for the podcast as well yeah so recent business and I still run it and I'm still doing it and I still love it um it's actually a perfect counterbalance to uh my introverted profession which is um flipping electronics on eBay so I'm like basically where you, you put an ad out kind of like um like a, you see like the I buy ugly houses. It's like that, but like with iPhones. So you buy an iPhone, you negotiate a price and then you sell it on eBay or to a direct buyer for a profit. And, um, I kind of got into it by chance off of like a YouTube video that somebody was putting out and I was like, this looks cool. So I did it, made some money. Oh, this is really cool. So I started kind of like, you know, doing it more and more. And I was making upwards of like a thousand, sometimes like 1500 a week. <coughs> working 20 25 hours um you good yeah sorry <laughs> oh, oh no you're, you're totally fine um working only like 20 25 hours a week and so it it was like you know the money was great but it was also kind of just like this rush of like negotiating wheeling and dealing that human element that I wasn't really getting with this other profession so I really started to make the consideration of like, you know, maybe I should start switching more towards this because I'm really starting to enjoy it. 
And um, the mistake that I made is something I see so many business owners make is they get a little bit of success and they start to think they're invincible. They think they can just, whatever they're going to do is going to work. Right. And so I ended up um, signing some deals with some suppliers that in hindsight was so dumb. Uh, and I lost a lot of money. They just took my money, didn't give me the, so my, my thought process was like, you know, buying refurbished phones and then reselling them at a lesser margin than phones off the street. So I stopped doing what was working for me, number one. Number two, I looked for a shortcut, an easy way out. And number three, I didn't vet the people. I, it was just those stupid blunders all the way around. Lost a ton of money, really set myself back. And it, it really, really for me brought me back to my roots of my faith where I was and how I initially found success, which was, you know, just being grounded in, um, like who I am in Christ. And so it was, it was, um, yeah, it was a very educational experience for me. So how did you make that recovery from realizing that you'd made the mistake and, and the money was disappearing? Cause sometimes when that happens with people, they'll double down and they'll try and make right. it work because they've already invested so much. And then other times it's like, all right, I'll just make a, make a clean sweep. So, you know, how, how did you kind of get out of that and, and decide how to move forward? Oh, geez. Um, so without going into too many details, um, my PayPal account was temporarily frozen. And so that's like anybody who does like business online knows that like your PayPal account is pretty much like that's your lifeline. So my phone flipping business was put on hold indefinitely at the time. And, um, I just, I, had, I had really begun to just like make some stupid purchases decisions. And so I ended up having to sell a lot of what I had and temporarily move back in with my parents. Took a huge L. Um, really was just a humbling experience all the way around. And But what I did was I ended up, I just, I worked harder at my original business, software development. Um, you know, I started like hitting up older clients I had, seeing what they needed, how can I help them, different things, like stupid things like landing page design, like basic IT troubleshooting. And I really just like went super, super hard in what had gotten me to the dance. And I was able to like pay back some of the loans I had. I kind of clawed myself out of the hole, if you will. And uh, my PayPal account was restored. So I was able to, you know, go, go back to phone flipping. But I told myself, like, I'm not going to do what I did before. I'm going to do what, again, got me to the dance. So I focused on what had made me successful and what a surprise, it worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, right? It's like do the thing that yeah. works and just keep doing that thing. Uh, yeah. That's nuts, man. And, uh, and I'm, super, I'm super glad that you got out of that situation because it's, it's very difficult and there's a lot of pride that you have to put to the side when you have to make oh. those decisions like moving back in with your parents. And, and I've definitely experienced it in the past. For me, it was about just admitting to people where I was at. And you know, a big thing That's about too. my origin story and, and the reason the podcast started in the first place was because I was you know, nearly broke and I, I didn't want to admit to people that my business wasn't a success. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to 
to start telling the complete truth about everything, putting it out there in the world. And lo and behold, when I did that, people started to really connect with me and, and, and really follow along with the journey that we went through. Literally, like, I've had more people because the, the, the pilot episode of my podcast, I really dive into this and I, exactly what you're describing, which was I led with my failure and not my success. And I had people like messaging me like crying because they were just like, you know, like this, not even in business, but they were just like, you know, I recently went through, you know, this horrible thing and like hearing what you went through. And it's like, when, when you're just like transparent with people, it like, like that trust, that trust equity is such a huge thing, especially in business. Um, because I feel like in today's culture, especially with Instagram and everything, it's so easy to just like Photoshop <laughs> yourself onto like a beach and oh, look at Lambo. Let's pose in front of it. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the Lambos. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's sad. And it's like, it's just not how I think business should be done. And really that was the vision that I had, the, the inspiration I had for the podcast, for my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's powerful. And, um, and I want to talk about your vision for this as well, because, you know, one thing that we always come back to on this podcast is talking about mass movements. And we speak to some people who have already built amazing mass movements. And we have other people who are on the journey and some people who are just starting. So where do you where do you feel like you fall on that radar just to give people a taste for where you're at right now? I would definitely say I'm just starting. Uh, I, um, I, my, the goal of my pod, one of the goals of my podcast is to build a personal brand so that like in three, five, 10 years, you know, I have however many episodes under my belt, people can see me, know that I'm somebody they can trust, do business with. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't say that I have a mass movement, but I mean, I'm definitely excited to putting in the time and doing what I can to connect with as many people that this message resonates with as possible. And talk to me about the message that you've got behind the podcast, because I know, you know, you're a big uh, faith guy. Um, There's a lot of uh, Christians inside our podcasting community who are really resonating with the messaging that you're putting out there. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what the whole reason behind um, coming up with this podcast was all about. Yeah. So what it really happened was when I, like, it was like right after I moved back in with my parents, I had just failed miserably. Um, I owed, I owed money to certain people. It was just a bad situation. And I was just praying and I was just like, you know, like, like, why am I in this situation? And I, what I really felt was, you know, I had not only gotten away from the business practices that had made me successful, but I had gotten away from the, the, the core principles that had made me successful, which was, I was always honest, hundred percent, hundred percent, the morality of it, the, um, you know, not just chasing a fast buck, not just doing things just to make money for the sake of making money. Um, and for me, that's a big thing because, you know, I've always wanted to make money so I can help other people eventually in the long run. Um, so, you know, when I really started digging down into that, it was just like, it really helped me a lot. And so when, after I'd recovered and I was, you know, looking into starting a brand, it was just like, you know what, like what I just went through, I feel like a lot of other people could connect with. And I was like, you know what, like, what if I just made a podcast on the simple question of if Jesus were to start a business today, what would it look like? 
you know, it wouldn't be trying to, you know, swindle people with, you know, pictures of themselves with Lamborghinis, uh, you know, pictures of themselves on sailboats, like saying they drop shipped like $2 million a day, something like that. You know, I mean, it, it would be something that's built on honesty, integrity, serving your fellow man, because really like business, like if you think about the core words we associate with business, it's products and services. So like business at its core is serving people because the more you serve people and give people what they want, what they need, they're going to reciprocate and give you money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I really started like going back to the origins of my faith, you know, reading the Bible, reading um, some of the mentors, the books that I had studied to get to where I was at, I really found that like a lot of these core um, business principles were really like, for me, it was like, it was very parallel with the spiritual journey that I'm already on. And so I was just very excited about that. And I really wanted to give other Christians and even non-Christians the opportunity to see that, you know, you can have a successful business and still be a good guy. <laughs> I think the interesting thing with this as well is that it's, it's not even just about being a good person. It's that those principles are strong business principles as well. And, you know, yes. there's a lot of parallels between, you know, putting the customer first and putting people first in your life, you know, that pays dividends. And like you talked about from the trust element, but also from living and, and doing something that you're genuinely happy for and you're feeling like is making a difference in your life. There's a lot of contentment and fulfillment in that. You know, I, I mean, I found in my business and I know there's a lot of other people I've spoken to, um, Josh Forty's story jumps out to me about, you know, he was doing one thing in his business and he was making a lot of money, but he was miserable and depressed on the floor. And, you know, I was the same six months ago where I was trying to get this business off the ground. Yes, some of it was working, some of it wasn't, but I've switched now to a business where I'm truly passionate about helping people, you know, talking about podcasts and, and all of this stuff and speaking to true entrepreneurs who have a vision of what impact they want to make. Like every day doesn't feel like work to me now. You know, I'm speaking to people on these calls, whereas before I'd be pulling my hair out and thinking, oh my God, this is such a drag. And now I'm just excited. It's like talking to friends about something I'm passionate about. So I really love that that you know the principles that you're going through and sharing they are so practically um you know they're so practical for business anyway um so it's, it actually ties in really perfectly and you know i'm not a christian my girlfriend's christian but i have been christian when i was younger and i still resonate with a lot of the stuff that you talk about on the show of course yeah really really powerful which is awesome so i love that kind of process and one thing i want to dig into now is is really just the whole process of the launch. And, and if it's okay, Will, I'd, I'd love for you to share some real specifics about not just the tactics, but maybe some of the results that you're able to achieve. Because what I want to really paint the picture of here is that you're brand new into the podcast. How long ago did you launch the podcast? Oh, what's, what is it? June 12th. So like month and a half ago, in, right? Yeah. A month and About a half. A month, right? So something like that. Super, super fresh in, um, amazing results so far. So I'd really love for you to kind of share um, kind of the results, where you're at, um, what you've gotten to, and then also to dig into some of the kind of tactics and, and the strategy that you put behind it um, to get you to that level. And, and the reason that I want you to share that is so that people who are just starting out can see, wow, so that's the kind of level that I could get to from starting from a point not so far away. And it turns out the tactics aren't even that difficult to comprehend. So I would love for you to share that with us if you're okay. Absolutely. 
Number one thing that every single person listening to this needs to understand is do not, do not go into iTunes top 200 or any top list and compare yourself to the people that are already there. You know, if I had gone in and compared myself to the number one, which I think is still Dave Ramsey, he's like shifting between one and three, somewhere in that realm. He's like done like over 10,000 episodes. Dave Ramsey is like, he's like a, an icon. When you think finance, personal, you think Dave, I can't come. I'm never going to be able to compete with Dave Ramsey, you know, nor do I want to try and be a Dave Ramsey or a Tony Robbins. I'm just trying to figure out who Will Burke is. And so I think that when you take that expectation off of yourself, it's, it's a lot, it makes everything entrepreneurship, launching podcast a lot easier. Um, as far as like getting the results, man, um, there's really two parts to it. So the first part is, you know, having a brand or a podcast that has a clear and defined vision, something that resonates with people and something that people can rally behind. You know, if I had done a podcast on, you know, like the, the life of goldfish, I don't think that a lot of people would have, <laughs> taking the time to listen to my show. <laughs> um, you know, I picked something that combined two of my passions and that are two very passionate groups of people. Um, and so I think that that's something that really is important. And then as far as the metrics go, and it, it ties into the metrics because iTunes or Apple, I should say, really is very favorable to any new launch that comes in and that has what they perceive to be a tribe or a following that comes with that person. So for example, Tony Robbins recently um, launched a podcast like last year, I think for his book, Unshakable, fantastic um, business book. And I think it like got, it's up to like over 10,000 five-star reviews. It's like a, you know, one of those like Mecca podcasts, but for Tony Robbins, from Apple's perspective, you know, here's somebody that with like, you know, one email can get like a thousand people to just subscribe right on the spot. So they see that as something that has like somebody that has a lot of authority, somebody that has a following and that's somebody that's worth for them to promote. So you don't need a thousand people though. Um, that's not, that's not like, that's just an example. Um, so iTunes, judges its rankings based on the four factors, uh, rating, written review, subscriptions, and then actual show downloads. Okay. So part of the, so part of the benefit for me from going to a Christian high school, going to a Christian university, working at a church and being surrounded by Christian professionals is that when I like decided that I was going to do this show for Christian entrepreneurs it was very organic for me to reach out to people who I knew would support the show who, you know, I don't have a mailing list of Tony Robbins, but I have my own tribe of people that I've spent time networking with. You know, I'm in several, um, you know, Christian entrepreneur, uh, groups locally in the town that I live in. I'm in them on Facebook. I just have lots and lots of relationships that I've been able to leverage to, you know, get these reviews, get these ratings in the very early stages of my podcast, because the first, I believe it's 72 hours are the most important time in order to get these in, because that's how Apple sees that as, oh, this person has influence. 
let's, you know, feature him a little bit. And um, it's been amazing, man. It's been so humbling. I've like, um, I think recently on my Instagram, I, I posted it. Uh, my, it was actually trending past the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. He launched a podcast <laughs> around the same time I did. Yeah. And mine was yeah. like, yeah. And it was like right next to his. And I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's really interesting, oh, Will, because just on that note of the Wolf Den, uh, I looked at his podcast and I actually reached out to the guy that's the creative behind it because I said, hey, by the way, just so you know, you've launched your podcast wrong. And what they did was they launched it with this trailer episode and and then started to promote all the people to kind of reach out to it and i and i'm sort of thinking like guys like you could have done way better like you could have launched with something more than just like a one minute episode you could have got so many people you know onto it i feel yeah. like it's like a, a you know they definitely missed a beat there you know and and kudos to you will for like jumping ahead of that because that's such an awesome like feeling to be it, like wow like i'm ahead of that you know i'm probably gonna frame that screenshot at some point <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah, seriously. But I mean, no, and, and what it really showed me was perception versus reality. You know, I mean, it's so easy for anybody to look at this and be like, there's no way I could do that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know, like, I'm not a celebrity. I don't have these. But if you look at in the top 200, a lot of the people are people you've never heard of. Um, or at least like the common person. They're not like a Jordan Belfort or Tony Robbins or, you know, Seth Godin. Um, but yeah, it, it's been so crazy, man. And it's, it's been opening up so many doors. And the other thing too, I've found is when people realize that you're not just trying to sell them something, that you're actually just giving them value there. It, it's just, it's so, it's that much easier to network and connect with people. And also for the listeners, you know, they're just like, wow, this person actually like cares about, and it's just, it, it just compounds over time. Yeah, dude, that's really powerful. So, and, and where, so is it okay if we share some metrics for where you guys are at in terms of like download numbers and things like that? Do you yeah. know that off the top of your head of the show? Cause I just want to give the audience a, a realistic idea of like mm -hmm. what being in the top 200 kind of gets them to and, and what they can maybe not necessarily expect for their own show, but certainly a goal right. to try and achieve for. Would, would you be okay to share that? Totally. I mean, I was able to hit the top 200 with, uh, the, Anywhere from, I can't remember the exact number, so I'm just going to give a ballpark. Anywhere from, I probably had about written reviews. I had anywhere from 30 to 50. And then I had about 50 to 75 ratings overall. So probably around like 70-ish people um, would be a safe number. Um, and I really, I didn't have to reach out to that many people. Because again, you know, I think it's important again to say that the people that I reached out to fell into one of those two camps and they were going to be, or in most cases, both. And they were very excited about the project. Um, if I had had, again, the Goldfish podcast, I don't think that these same people would have been as willing to take, you know, a minute of their time and going and checking out the episode. Um, because I think as far as actual downloads, um, I'm averaging about, I had about 500 downloads and listens the first month. And this month it's already at a week into the first month I was at 300. So I'm on pace to double that this month. Um, so I mean, part of that's just from being ranked featured in new and noteworthy, that sort of thing. Um, but as far as actually, 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Go on. sorry, go on. I was going to say that's that's really interesting, actually, because one of the big things I think a lot of people think is that to get ranked into these very high up yeah. categories, they think they have to get tons and tons and tons of downloads. And and partly why I wanted you to share that, Will, is just to make make it really transparent with how yeah. um, achievable it is to go out and to do that. I mean, pretty much anybody could go out onto Facebook and get people to rally behind this kind of future based cause, which is what I love about your show is it really is this, hey, you know, this is a cause that you really care about and I would love for you to be involved. And, you know, having that structure just builds this awesome foundation for you to go and build this personal brand into the future. And anybody could do that, right? It's so, it's right. so achievable to get to there. I mean, let's just say you are a goldfish enthusiast, right? Um, and you want to start a podcast about goldfish. I don't know who that is, but maybe that's somebody listening to this. My, and- my cat back home is a goldfish enthusiast. <laughs> okay. goldfish. <laughs> but if you say you own a pet store and you want to like make a, um, you know, a, a podcast for other pet lovers or pet owners, that sort of thing, you can join Facebook groups, local groups, meetup groups, and meet people and share your vision. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then, I mean, once, and then um, if I could do anything differently, I would say that I would have had a list of people ahead of time that would be on call to, you know, um, subscribe, rate, and review so that there wouldn't be as much of a, like, I was just like mashing my fingers against my phone to get ranked. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it, it, anybody can get 50 to 100 people to be passionate about something. It's not that, it's not that far-fetched at all. But I think what, again, is important to note, though, is um, a lot of these people I had already built a relationship with. It wasn't like I was just messaging strangers. Yeah. And, you know... It, if you're just gonna, I don't know, I think that like being able to provide some sort of value or have a relationship is just important. So, you know, if you are looking at doing something like this, and you maybe not have something that a lot of people in your network can connect with, start connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Shaking hands, kissing babies, it goes a long way. Yeah, that's, that's powerful, man. So, and, and actually that technique for the way that you launch your podcast isn't that complicated. So if you were to break it down just as a recap into steps for people to follow, what would you right. suggest is the, is the kind of process that people should follow to have success from what you did? And this is not anything technical, assuming that they've already ready to publish it to the different directory. Yeah, not okay. worrying about okay. the technical stuff. Okay, not worrying about that. So I would say, you know, have your messaging, I mean, have that, have it laser focused on point, you know, who your target audience is, you know, who the people that you're trying to serve is, because if you try and go out with a broad, very like, Oh, like it's for everybody kind of thing, it's going to be a lot harder to get people to rally behind you. So number one is make sure double, triple check that your messaging is on point because I probably went through two or three iterations before I settled on more than conquerors. And I'm so grateful that I did because after doing it the way I did it, I realized now if I had gone a more broad route, I wouldn't have had this kind of success. Um, Number two is I would first make one list of people who are like your ride or dies, you know, your mom, your sister, um, your dog can't make a, podcast so you know your grandma grandpa people that you know you can actually you know you can physically use their phone to do it if need be 
Um, and then I'd make a second list of like, you know, close friends, people who you have a very intimate relationship with that you can have no problem. They're going to support you no matter what. Third list of like secondary friends where it's not awkward to hit them up. And then, you know, for most people, I feel like once you get through like a couple of levels of this, you're going to have a fairly significant amount of people. And I wouldn't just try and do it all overnight. I would just gradually over the next couple of weeks, reach out to them, start a conversation. How are you doing? You know, see where they're at in their life and then say, hey, man, so I have a favor I want to ask you. Uh, You know, I have this vision for this podcast. I'm really excited for it. I think it's something you'd like. And I wonder if you can help me out with it in some way. Dude, absolutely. I'd love to help you out. And then at that point, just say, you know, when I launch, it'll help me rank. If I send you the link, would you be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and write uh, write a review about the show? You'd absolutely, and, and I mean, if they're your friend or your family, they're going to do that for you. And then if you take that on a larger scale of people, like say you have a Facebook group, or you have a list, or you have an Instagram following, I mean, at that point, you're just playing with fire. You can just, you can take it to the moon, man. I mean, so... It's really about, you know, getting the people that you know are going to be in your corner, you know, organizing it and prepping them for a launch. And then when you actually launch, just following through and closing the deal. And really, like, it's so simple. It's so doable. And and anybody can do it with the right, with the right mindset and the right approach. That's amazing. And and I appreciate you for sharing that because there's, um, you know, I speak to a bunch of people about podcast strategies and what I love about your strategy, Will, um, I actually had a, a guy on the show called um, Zach, um, Zachary Babcock and his interview yes. came out just before. And he was a similar approach, which I loved as well. It's like, keep it super simple, you know, um, don't overcomplicate it, get on point with your messaging and just really hit up your tribe and connect with them. So I love that kind of approach and, you know, but there are some people who have these much more complicated approaches and each to their own right but what i love about what you're sharing and i think there's going to be a ton of valuable takeaways for people who are listening to this episode and by the way guys if you're listening to this episode right now you should definitely go listen back to that episode with zachary as well because it was super super insightful and i think it will complement exactly what you're talking about here will as well is that it's all about just keeping it simple getting it out there and and actually doing it right like taking that action to go out and to launch that kind of episode so i love that so much and and will i'm I'm super excited and i want to just dig in because we're just coming up to the last couple of minutes of the episode now but before we sign off i just want to hear from you what you know you're having a ton of success with the podcast and, and i'm super excited to see where you go with it so what do you think one of the next big challenges is that you're going to be facing in your business the next big thing uh, for the podcast, you mean? Yeah. Okay, just making sure which one you're talking about. Um, I'd say for the podcast, it's really being disciplined and focused on bringing the right guests on that are going to serve my audience and not just serve me. Um, you know, because I can, you know, with a top-rated podcast, I can hit up, I can hit up like lots of people that just because they have large followings and just audience hack. And frankly, like I could, you know, start thinking, Oh, well, you know, like they'll get value out of it. But at the end of the day, I'm doing it more for me and to really promote myself. But, you know, one of the things I love so much about this podcast is it's, it's really been keeping me accountable in a lot of ways, um, both from a branding perspective and a spiritual perspective. Cause it's like, look, you know, I started this because I lost touch with my faith. So it would really be ironic if 
the thing that I started because of that ended up becoming another thing, almost like another, uh, forget the Christian term, but another God. Yeah. It's like so, that temptation all the time, right? Like there's the, there's the oh, temptation to move into that kind of easy mode, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you know, just really keeping the, the, the constant mindset of I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing this to help, you know, my audience. I'm helping, I'm doing this to help the people who are really looking to me for value because that's a very humbling feeling when you're getting people messaging you saying like, dude, that was amazing. It's hit me exactly where I'm at. I'm just like, geez, man, like I gotta, I gotta, like, I gotta keep, I gotta keep helping these people. I gotta keep, it's a very, um, it's a responsibility. And so that's really going to be the big thing for me is, you know, not just looking out for promoting myself and putting myself on as many podcasts as possible, but really being responsible to the people that I'm serving and really just, just, um, practicing the, the integrity and the, the, the moral, uh, foundation that I think the podcast is built on. That's amazing. Well, I think that's really important. And I love that you're coming from that approach. And, and I think we're actually both quite similar in that regard. Like, you know, it's, it's sticking to, you know, our morals and, and, you know, for me, it's about being honest and documenting the whole journey. And, and I love exactly what you're sharing with it. And, and for, I think everybody should definitely go in and tune in and listen to your show. And just really quickly, before we sign off, talk to me about your five-year vision. So where do you see yourself yes. um, in five years time? Well, Five years. Oof. So if I keep up, so right now, one other thing really quick for anybody looking to start a podcast is you should be publishing at least one episode a week uh, so that you can always have something for people to listen to. But one a week, five years, that's like 250 and change uh, episodes. So five year window, I would really like to be able to leverage my brand it's funny because a lot of people are asking me, you know, how are you making money off this podcast? And I always tell them, I'll let you know in five years because <laughs> building, I've found that building a personal brand is a lot like starting a Roth IRA. You know, you're not going to cash in now, but you should have started yesterday. So, you know, I'm looking over time as I start to get more comfortable finding my own voice, finding the, um, the niche within a niche, the focus within a focus that really I get passionate about. I'd like to start, you know, writing a few books, maybe um, looking into speaking engagements and really looking to take this message, this vision that I've become so passionate about, which is, you know, serving people both in the Christian world, helping them excel in their business by connecting them with these moral principles. And by also showing like people who may not be Christian that look, you know, this is still the best way to do business. Um, so really just leveraging the content, finding my voice and just having a lot of fun while I do it. <laughs> Dude, I love that so much. And um, for anybody that's listening to the show right now who want to follow along with your journey, where's the best place for them to go to watch everything that you're doing, Will? Yeah, so it's going to be, it streams on all platforms, uh, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. It's more than conquerors with Will Burke. Uh, stop on in. I'd love to, love to, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was saying, but it'd be great to have you. <laughs> You'd love for him to listen. Right? And you know, I, I mean, you're super, 
yeah, you're super <laughs> humble, dude. And, 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 you know, I, I don't blame you for being kind of like, Oh, go check out my stuff. Right. But yeah, um, make yeah. you guys go check it out. Cause Will is really sharing some powerful stuff. Like I said, I'm not Christian. I still think you can get a lot of value. And if you are Christian, you're going to absolutely love it. Like the guys in my community are going crazy for this show right now. And, and I'm really super grateful for all that you're putting inside of our community as well. It's really great to, to see you participating and to bring the fire. And um, yeah, and, and Will Burke is with one L, right? W-I-L Burke. Yes, sir. One L. Yeah, because that, that caught me out when I searched for it, Joe. Yeah, guys, <laughs> make sure you go and search for it. More Than Conquerors in iTunes. Go check it out. Make sure you drop him a, a like, a subscribe, a rating, and a review. It makes a massive difference. And while you're at it, you can do one for my show as well. You know, you guys are tuning in. I'm sure you like the episode. So thanks so much, Will. I really appreciate you being here. And uh, is there anything else that you want to just share with the audience that we didn't cover? Uh, you know, it really just stick to your guns. And, um, you know, once you find something that gives you oxygen, that when you wake up in the morning, it really just, you feel like it gives you a reason to breathe, like a reason to be there. Like, don't take that for granted. Go all in on it and you'll be astounded at how your life turns around. Amazing. Awesome piece of advice, Will. Thanks so much for being on the show. And for the rest of you guys listening, tune in for the next episode. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.